Meet the celebrities on your radio station. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry and ElisaIlana.com. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Grammy-nominated country singer Sammy Kershaw brought you hits such as Queen of My Double Wide Trailer, National Working Women's Holiday, and Love of My Life. Known as the heir apparent to George Jones, this multi-platinum artist had his first number one hit 20 years ago and has had a banner year in 2014. He recently released a George Jones tribute album, Do You Know Me, which debuted at 37 on the country charts and signed a book deal to write his autobiography. Now, Sammy Kershaw does country straight up, and brand new legions of fans are noticing in a big way. He's here to chat about his love, country music. Sammy Kershaw's in the house with the George Jones tribute. Welcome to the show, Sammy. Uh Well, thank you all very much. Happy to have you on the show today. Thank you. Now, you actually have a history with George Jones. You met him when you were 14. So yeah. that kind of really affected your life. Yeah, George and I were friends for about 42 years, you know. Uh, like I said, I did meet him when I was 14 years old. Opened up a show for him for the first time down here in South Louisiana, you know. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, when he came down through here, and we just became friends over the years. And his voice spoke to you even before that. I was a little bitty, bitty boy. My mother and dad, they, they were big country music fans. They loved George and Hank and Merle and uh-huh. and Loretta and Tammy and all that. I remember when I was about four or five years old, I'd listen to old Jones sing and just cry like a little baby sometimes. Wow. You so know? it really touched you at that young age. You know, my mother would say, what you crying for? And I, and I just tell the man, make me cry. Wow. And, um... I could feel that he had lived those those songs, you know, and uh, I had never lived them before. All I can say is that I felt that natural tear in his voice, you know, Uh that he had lived the story, and uh, he was able to sell that story when he sang it. And, you know, that's such a uh, rare talent to have, to be able to convey that in in a voice. You picked that up. Now, do you think that is from immersing yourself in that, or was that, when did you discover you had the voice that you have? Oh, I don't know. I was young when I knew, I thought anyway, that I sang a pretty good song, Uh you know. But then my dad died when I was 11. There was a local musician here, J.B. Perry, who had the hottest country band in the region. And when my dad died, I had a little garage band, like, with his stepson across the street. And he would hear me sing every now and then, you know. And then when my dad died, I was headed for trouble, you know. I I was headed down the wrong road. I really was. And he went behind my back, really, and talked to my mother. And he said, I think Sam has has potential as a singer. And he said, look, why don't you let me take him under my wing? And I'll take care of him. Uh, I won't let him get in trouble. And and so she agreed. And and sure enough, he asked me if I would go to work for him as a roadie, not a singer now. Uh, We called them band boys back then. Uh And I said, yeah. And I remember the first night I was back there in the band room. And uh, uh, right after one of his songs, he just kind of peeked his head through the door. And he said, hey, Sammy, you want to sing one? Before I could get scared. I said, yeah, and I jumped up there and sang, Is Anybody Going to San Antonio by Charlie Pride? And that was it. Okay. That's when it started. Now, you were friends with George Jones for over 40 years. Now, did he give you advice about the business? Nah, we we never really talked, talked about, about okay. the business. I don't think we ever did, to be honest okay. with you. We were just friends and had fun together and uh, talked like friends do. Yeah. We didn't talk about the business yeah. because... I guess we were both in the business. Right, we right. need to. You probably <laughs> had to escape from the business, really. <laughs> yeah. So would you say there was anything that you learned being around him 
Oh, I say? learned a lot. Okay. <laughs> I learned a lot of good habits and bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you either have it or you don't, I think. But Jones, uh, he had it. When he uh-huh. stepped yeah. out on that stage, the people could feel uh-huh. George Jones in the house, man. And that, and that was through the years before I ever got a record deal. You know, I, I was amazed by that every time I was I saw him. Every time. Yeah. At how he walked in and everybody knew that Jones was in the house. That presence was there, man. George Jones. And I was just always amazed by that. How yeah. what he had that did that. Unexplainable. You know? Yeah. He he just had that. He had it. Uh-huh. You either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. That's true. You're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show. We're chatting with Grammy-nominated and multi-platinum country singer Sammy Kershaw. Now let's talk about the album. Now, how did yeah. you approach, you know, this tribute album and and figure out which songs you wanted to do and which ones you left off? It was tough. I didn't really like scratching off songs. Every yeah. time I had to scratch one off, it was you know it bothered me. And then I, bet. Uh, I just thought, you know, the only way to approach this is the same way I do my shows. Okay. People come to hear me. They work hard to buy that ticket. They come to hear me. They want to hear my hit records. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're not there for anything else but to hear the hits that they've heard on that radio station. Mm-hmm. That's what I did uh, with this thing. I approached it that way. Just pick out the biggest hits that I thought Jones had and, and go, go cut them. Get and, it done. And then you did a duet with Georgette Jones, who's yeah, the daughter of George and Tammy. So that was a yeah. neat touch for the album. And what was that like, recording with her? Oh, it was awesome. You know, I decided last minute to do that. Uh, matter of fact, I was in the studio. We were recording the tracks. I had been thinking about maybe putting a duet on the album a few days before, but, uh, you know, not seriously thinking okay. about it. But it just kind of kept popping into my head. And, uh and then I thought, you know, God dog, man, it'd be nice to be a, do a duet while I, while we were cutting tracks. Sure. I said, and, and we're just kind of wondering who we could use, you know, and I said, well, we can worry about that later. We'll just cut the track today, and we'll cut it in the same key that George and, and Tammy did, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll find somebody to sing it with us. And about that time, I thought about Georgette, and then we got her number and called her up, and she said yes right away, and then she asked what song we were doing, and I said, uh, we're going to do Near You. Uh-huh. She said, oh, good. She uh-huh. said, I thought you were going to say Golden Rings. And uh-huh. I said, well, everybody is going to think uh, Golden Rings would be the song, but uh, I'm going to do what everybody else doesn't think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Georgette, she said that you have the closest voice she knows to her dad. So that had to be a pretty cool thing. It was. And she told me a story. Um, she was living down in Florida with her mother when my first record came out Cadillac style uh-huh. and she said she was driving down the highway uh, Cadillac style came on the radio and she said I just kind of stopped and, and she said I couldn't figure it out and she said I kept telling myself that I know daddy don't have a new single out uh-huh. at radio and uh, so I thought that was a pretty cool pretty uh, neat. story to come from her definitely now we want to ask you your thoughts on the state of country music today you know there's a lot about bro country these days so what are your thoughts on all that <laughs> Well, I made a statement the other day. Now, you you got to remember, I've been in it for so long, 44 years. Yeah. I've seen a lot of changes in country music, and I've seen it always come back and back and forth, you know. Yep. And, and I just keep saying that country music is the only genre that hates itself. <laughs> it wants to be everything but country music. Uh-huh. And 
uh, you know, some radio guy, I don't even know, I never even heard of a radio station, he wrote an article on what I said about country music, hates you know, itself. the only yeah. genre hates itself. He starts off his article is that Sammy Kershaw says country music sucks. I didn't no. say that. I didn't oh say gosh. country music sucks. How did he get sucks. that? Yeah. I didn't say it sucks. Right. If I really, I, all I said was, you know, they're having a lot of success with it. All right. And you can't knock success. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily for me, you know, what's going on nowadays, but you can't knock success. And right. that's what I said. Uh-huh. I never said it sucked. Well, everybody has to have a job, okay? Even uh, people who review the albums, they got one bad review so far, and it was right in the beginning. And somebody called me up and said, Sam, this, this guy, he said something ugly. I said, well, tell him to go into the studio and record a better album. Right. Isn't that the truth? And they said, well, Sam, he's, he's not a singer. He's, he's a writer. I said, well, go back and tell him to write a better review. <laughs> you know, if you don't know anything about music, shut up. Yeah. Right, totally. And if you haven't gone and through I, the process, you really don't know everything that it entails. That's right. Sammy Kershaw, today on the Mulberry Lane Show. Hear more from this Grammy-nominated and multi-platinum country singer when we come back right after this. And here's a song off of his new George Jones tribute album. He stopped loving her today They placed a wreath upon his door And soon they'll carry him away He stopped loving her 